Welcome back to 40 Years of Hip Hop, where hip hop lives and where we review a thousand songs over the span of 40 years, 1979 to 2019. So, what you got, my man Ron? Today's your pick. What you got for us? Indeed, today is a Ron pick. And today, guys, we have something that is uh, pretty special. Pretty special, a little delicacy for the ears, I might say. From Brooklyn, I bring you Dickable Planets with their song Rebirth of Slick, Cool Like That in brackets, from the album Reaching a New Refutation of Time and Space that came out in 1992. Man, the name of that album? And that's what's up today. We're gonna get into something that's a little artistic. Are you ready? Let's do this. Before we dive into this review, this month we're giving away a limited edition Funko Pop Notorious B.I.G. figurine. All you have to do is subscribe, like, or leave a comment to have a chance to win. But just subscribe basically. Also check out our premium apparel store that we have. A few t-shirts there with original artwork coming and more coming on our way. And it's all drawn by Mr. Ron, the premium artist designer. And you like cool artwork, but then check out our 40 years of hip hop display. It's these are metallic posters that we just started. And like the tees, more are coming on the way. Our first official collab is with the 1804 brand. It's 1804 The Movement. And we rock in their caps and beanies. And we have a few to draw for all to the people that subscribes to our posts. Okay, thank you. So, what you got for us uh, as far as originality? Rebirth of Slick. So, so let me tell you a little bit how I got to, how I discovered that song. In our far northern land, we were in, 19, in the 90s, in the early 90s, okay, 1993, we were allowed to have a hip-hop show at our station in Montreal, Quebec called Music Plus. And we had this guy, a little bit of a clown if you ask me, hosting our show called Hip Hop. And every once a week we had one, one hour of hip hop and this is how I discovered Digable Planets where their song cool like that. Something that is rather, rather rare. And it dawned to me, Originality. Is this song original? I'll tell you why. I really felt that these guys were artists, not rappers. They were artists. They weren't flexing on the mic. They weren't bragging or boasting how nice that they were. They were on some old lever abstract shit, you know? And I it, I really felt that the first time I, I, I listened to the song, it took me aback a little bit. Like, what's happening, you know? Another thing that I really enjoy about how I feel like this group is really uh, uh, original, I find the, the role of Mecca the Ladybug, she was part of the crew, okay? She wasn't 
uh, uh, like a sex symbol. She was wearing baggy clothes and she still looked hot, you know? And uh, uh, the approach, the subjects that they touch, they were never really touched in hip hop before. I'll give you an example. Now, it's not the song that we're reviewing. They had this song called Femme Fatale. And I was like, this is like some poetry, you know? For me, this song is original because it is artistic, it is jazzy, it is poetic, and uh, am I guilty of the five writers? Because I give it a five for originality, man. What's up with that? I give it a five. Wow, he's already caught the five writers, you know? So, yeah, originality. Like you mentioned, a song, the song's called Cool Like That. <laughs> it's really pretty original, you know? And the fact it's called The Rebirth of Slick added a more appealing to it, you know? And you were like, yo, it's really slick. When you looked at the video, the way, and the video itself was simple in black and white, and it was like a spoken poetry live event with jazz musicians playing, you know? And they were cool like that, you know, just... Uh, And it came out of nowhere with that new jazz rap and alternative sound also, you know? In 92, it was uh, amazing. Fun fact, did you know that the trio started collaborating only in 1989? Because the first demo of The Gnome Planets was consisting of Butterfly and only with two other rappers, you know? And it's only, that's when he was shopping the demo. And in 89, he met the other two and he said, he dropped the other two dudes and he went with Ladybug and Doodlebug, you know? So, as far as originality, I'm not as generous as Ron, I'll go with a four. Well, of course you're not, because they're not from Queensbridge. That's not it, you know? that's not it. But I feel you, I feel you, I feel you, I feel you, my brother. Next up, delivery and lyrics. You know, uh, delivery which consists of lyrics and flow. Oh, man. So, you know what? I'm just gonna go with my quotable. I'm just gonna go with my quotable. Like 60s funky worms with waves and perms. Just sending junky rhythms right down your block. We be to rap what key be to lock. Nice, nice. Man, this is some, these guys are from like another planet, you know, this is, these guys are from another planet. However, if someone steps to uh, Butterfly or the Doodlebug or Mecca, are they going to be able to hold their, you know, on, on a freestyle? I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Um... Also, I find sometimes the cadence, not the words, because the words are fantastic, but the cadence sometimes I find is a little lazy. It also kind of like blends with their style, you know, which is very laid back. But at times it could look like it's a little, uh, a little bit of a lackluster. You know, it doesn't have like enough oomph, you know. And for these reasons. In delivery, which consists of li- lyrics and flow, I give it a three. What you gotta say about that, my man? Oh, I'm surprised, a three. 
I was expecting really far more from you. I know. Absolutely not, because I'm fair. Fair, wow. You know, this, I'm fair. It's fair in this dementia too. <laughs> That's fair. Then. So for me, I, I am, I am close to, I am close to dementia in my old wow. age. I am close to dementia, you know, but not yet. For me, uh, it's rare to find a group or a band with MCs of equal status skills. Most of the times, you always have one that outshines the other, or you know, it's never balanced. They all usually groups and bands mostly they fit, but it's never balanced. You gotta always have one you prefer. And they go find it is hard to choose because it's like they put their ego aside and they said, "Let's perform all as unison." You know, it's not like. Like you had leaders of the new school, Buster Brown was like, wow, you know, Charlie yeah. Brown, you know, so he outshined the guys and it created, you know, what we know, you know, and you see, they fit, they blended perfectly on themselves, each uh, on their songs, each had their own flavors and styles, and both guys, they did, they did. both guys were skilled MCs in a pool of a thousand great MCs in the hip hop world, you know. And it was hard for them to stand out because they were skilled as many skills MCs. But Ladybug Mecca, what's great is because as a female artist with skills, it doesn't run the streets. You either have those that are looking good and you know they, they sell their persona, the sexiness, but they don't have any skills. But to find a, a, a female MC with real skills, like Illmatic skills, it's it's rare, you know. And another thing, I never quite understood why she never came out in any top list, top 10, top 20 list of female MC. You always hear the same name. Say it, my brother. You know, I, it, I don't understand brother. people. You always hear like Missy, uh, Lauren Hill. <coughs> don't get me wrong, they are good, but I don't see them as MCs. There was uh, Lisa Lopez, Left Eye too. They, they, uh, they put them on top 10, top 20 list, but they're not MCs. They rapped. They're singers that raps. They were entertainers, but they were not on. Um, they couldn't go bars to bars, you know? So I never quite understood. Lauren Hill, yeah, she displayed a lot of skill, but she never did an album, a rap album, you know? She never did. She. I agree. So to me, uh, Ladybug Mecca. She's in the top, she should be on everybody's top 10 list. It's because people don't know her or never, because of the style, the jazz, fusion, alternative hip hop, I think that's what killed for her, killed it for her, you know? Um, I would say, you know, top of my head, here's my top five. You know, I gotta give it to you. Top five female MCs. Drop it, my man, drop it. Drop it. of all time. I got no particular order. I got MC Light. Rod Digger, Bahamidia, Ladybug Mecca, and Sorak DMC. That's my top five. I say that my top five, you know? Oh, okay, okay, okay. I I see it. I, I I I see it. I see it. And you know what? I'll raise you another five on the next review. I'll get I'll be, I'll get back at you. That's for real, my brother. So to show, to finish this section of delivery lyrics and flow, uh 
we'll keep that for another episode the top five mcs it's gonna be something we're gonna come up in the future in the end for sure for in sure. the end this song didn't fully display the lyrical abilities of dig over planets to me they had far better songs with better lyrics don't forget this was yeah. a commercial stint you know to get them it was a single, the single, the hot single. You know, they didn't perform because if you hear what the guys did afterward it was ill and to me yeah, it was no. one of the weakest weakest link in your short repertoire so i give it a 4.5 oh oh okay okay don't forget courtesy uh, of genius genius.com for the for, uh, for, for jesus yeah so of course you know you're you're you're, you're so generous you know <laughs> So, all right, let's go to uh, the next uh, section. Production and beat. All right, party people. Produced by Shane Faber, Mike Mangini, and Ishmael Butler, a.k.a. uh, Butterfly. Um, Fantastic beat. You know, just at the beginning, you know, it starts with the bass. Doom, 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 doom. Amazing, really. I really, you really. I find like just uh, when it starts with the bass, the bass line, it's just to bring you in. You know, come in, come into our world. You know, um, yeah. And after the horns, bum, 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 definitely, definitely a sweet, sweet beat. Um, three samples deep. You would have expected much, much, much more. Nope, no, nope. just three. And it just shows like when you have someone like a good person on production or a good engineer, you don't need 12 samples for one song. Three songs stretching by Art Blakey and the Jazz uh, Messenger. Again, if you're into jazz, especially the Blue Note label, then you know who Art Blakey is. Um, Blow Your Head by Fred Wesley and the JDs. If you're a James, James Brown fan, you know who Fred Wesley uh, is. Not only that, but a lot. So many hip-hop songs basically just dip into James Brown. But not only James Brown, but everyone that surrounded James Brown. You know, like the JBs. Uh, also, uh, um, Fred Wesley. Food Stamps by 24 Karat Black, which is more of a soul uh, uh, group, like some really like deep 70s soul music. Um, one thing that I really enjoy is the fact that it was sampled 15 times. 15 times. Uh, for a song that is quite popular, uh, I do have to say that uh, there's a version, well, not a version, it's a sample of uh, The Game. Uh, he did a song with Ice Cube. It's produced by Will I Am from, from the Black Eyed Peas. And I really like how, what they used, uh, I really like what they did with the sample. Uh, and also, the, the usage is very subtle. You know, you really have to be a fan and you have to uh, uh, appreciate Digable Planets to basically find that. Of course, all of that sweet information is basically, we got it by on who sample, you know, get your information right. 
and production and beat, I myself am always looking for a perfect beat and I give it I got five on it. What you think about that, Mr. G? I'm shocked. It's two fives already from Mr. Ron. Stingy Ron. <laughs> you know? Oh, me. Uh, you you mostly completed the whole beat production part. The only thing I would mm -hmm. add, uh, I would add two mm -hmm. elements is about uh, besides the two people that helped Butterfly-ish uh, produce that and you, the Michael Mike Mangini yeah. the record producer it must not be confused with the Mike Mangini the drummer of Dream Theater uh, yeah. because they have the same it's name true. you know and totally different genres Mike though Mangini, totally different genres that's why I totally different Dream Theater for those that know and uh, this dude has been producing for over three decades you know he started as a programmer and mixer for Run DMC and Dev wow. Jam and he worked with Jodeci, Mary J. Bly and Puff Daddy in the Puff Daddy days as an A&R at Uptown Records and he produced many hit records for big name artists like Imani Coppola, O-Town, The Soulful Just Stone and his most successful hit beside uh, the Cool Like That track album you know mm -hmm. also mm -hmm. it was the baha man who let the dogs oh. help who who <laughs> he's the one that was behind that you know and and for the album reaching the, from the of planets he recorded the whole album on the Tascam 16 track half inch and the Tascam console and he used the the mpc 60 and the mpc s950 simply raw stuff you know and as the other dude shane faber mm -hmm. he was a go he was the go-to producer engineer and mixer for many of the 90s classic recorders in hip-hop he was a mostly for the native tongue he, he worked with Tropical Quest, The La Soul, Queen Latifah, uh, Jungle Brothers, uh, Leaders of the New School, even with Diamond D and Beast Mikey, and he was like the engineer, go-to guy, you know? So, and this is something also I want to bring here and face this. It's like a lot of these hip-hop songs and classics, uh, yes, it was produced by us, but we had some white dudes behind mm -hmm. for the mixing, engineering. They were key elements, these guys, you know, because they believed in that kind of music and they worked with it, you know, because it had to be mixed, engineered. This is a process that a lot of people neglect, mm -hmm. and it's really important to have a really a great album, you know. And for the beat. You know, for me, it's the beat. It's got to be the beat. And this one wasn't enough. It was cool, yes. But when you hear the whole Reaching album, uh, there was better beats to me. And I had to go with the 3.5 for this Ooh, one. Ooh, okay. Okay, my brother. All right, my brother. And now, for relevance and longevity. Does this song stand the test of time? I will tell you, I, I think so, and I, I sometimes I tend to treat this song, or even Diggable Planet as a group, more as a jazz band than a hip-hop band, okay? What I mean by that is, it's definitely, uh, um, you know, like another classic for our generation, Hola. and um, 
I always like to find out how does the younger generation feel about tracks like that. So I do I uh, do my research and actually fell uh it's basically a dad who is our age with his daughter, you know, and he makes her listen to these old school tracks and she reacts to it. And um the YouTube channel is called uh, a uh, Aliyah's Precious Life, okay? And um, this is another one that you can see at the beginning, total confusion, okay? Total confusion. And she even asked her dad, he's like, why would you listen to this? It's, it's so slow. And her dad replied, well, see, back in the 90s, you had different types of hip hop, you know? You had a hip hop to chill, you had hip-hop for the dance floor. You had hip-hop if you wanted to think, you know. Right now, I find the scene is a little uh, homogenous, where, like, everything somewhat sounds the same. Of course, like, you have a few cats here and there that are, like, trying to develop their own sound. However, I found, like, originality is not as uh, important. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, uh, another point... Uh, that uh, I, the reason why I find like, well, yeah, this band is still uh, basically, uh, I would not say current, but they're still alive. They're still touring. I was actually watching a live concert uh, of them in 2020. They still tour, they still uh, make money. And um, Butterfly actually merged as a solo artist. But wait, 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 wait. Let's not get too excited. We're gonna come back for that, that's for sure. So for this reason, relevance and longevity, I give it a four on five. What you gotta say about that, my man? Yes, uh, for relevance, uh, like you were saying, Butterfly, you, you went as a solo artist and with another, you created another group too, but Ladybug also, she went on a solo career and Do The Bug too, and Do The Bug went under another alias, you know, and they all had successful careers until they went back together in 2016, mm -hmm. I think, and uh, this song, it's it's still the test of time. It's still funky, cool, smooth as a track. Well, like the younger generation will say, it's kind of slow now. When I listen to it, you know, it's because I was acquainted with it already, mm -hmm. you know, and it's really slow to pick up with the song, you know. If you don't know it, you may disconnect, you know. Now in this day of age, everything's so fast. Trap, rap, rap. It's... it's so it will be hard for someone from this new generation to relate to it or to get hooked on it. And what's so amazing for Relevance, this song was covered in a rock pop rendition by the New Dominions. It's a group in the 2000s that did it. And it was simple over 15 times, like Ron mentioned already. And it's big names like The Game, E-40, mm -hmm. Black Eyed Peas, Camp Lo, Skizu, Pro Riders Teacher. You know, it's 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 bands that you will never think would sample a jazz alternative hip hop group. You know, to use in their music because game is gangster rap. E40 has his own style. You know, Skizu is pure a hip hop purist. You know, and also it was featured in the 2007 movie Freedom Fighter Fighters with Hilary Swank, and in a 2009 Tide commercial. And the 2015 crime comedy drama called Dope. Yeah, and yeah. It was 
And it was also showcasing many series and shows on VH1, HBO, Netflix. As far as relevance, it, it's really mm -hmm. deep. And they went to win a Grammy for Best Performance by a duo mm -hmm. band. And it became a crossover hit. Mm -hmm. So for all these reasons, I'll go like Ron, I'll give it a four. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough, fair enough, my brother. And now for Powerful Impact. Boom with the cannon! Was this song impactful? Allow me to retort, my dear listeners. Grammy Award for Best Performance by a Duo or Rap, or rap Group, okay? In 1993. That's, 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 that's something, okay? That's definitely uh, uh, something. Number 15 on the Billboard Top 100, okay? But... That's not the reason why they were impactful, from my point of view. They were impactful because they were able to reach the alternative crowds. You know, like the white people with dreads, you know, hippies. Uh, uh, kind of like your, 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 your first wave of 90s hipsters, you know. Um, also, I find that this song uh, helped for a lot of people that were not into hip hop to see that hip hop is not about like guys talking about like their penises and how like how much they can flex there's an art form to it you know there's a there's there's a certain uh, um uh, how could i say not a signature but there's a, a, a certain clout to it you know It's no longer unidimensional, where you have like these guys with gold chains. Nope. You see Nicole Planets, they're wearing normal clothes, you know, they're on stage and doing their thing. Um, even though I find they have a very short discography, okay? Two albums, two solid albums, might I add, really solid. And if you enjoy the single, okay, and you're not familiar with Digable Planets, because, you know, on our channel, we always put a little, you know, snippet that so that you could, you know, check out the song. If you enjoyed that song, definitely go check out the albums, both albums, okay? I personally find the second album even better than the first one. But that's, you know, that's my point of view. And we're not reviewing albums, we're reviewing Because I'm cool like that. I'm cool like that and I'm cool. And for that, I give it a four, a four on five. What you gotta say about that, my man? Yes, uh, I agree with a lot of things that you said. And the only thing is uh, both albums, yeah, they had a short uh, discograph uh, repertoire, mm -hmm. like they say. But the second album, oh, I would recommend to the hipsters. This was worse for the pro-black. Yeah. You know, the yeah. second one was more Afro-Central. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. A lot of people that love the first they one. They got scared. They, they got scared or they're like, what happened? You know, so it's, but it's still two solid albums, you know. It, it, us, we will understand it more. And this song impacted the culture in which way? Uh, actually, in many ways, like Ron said. But it paved the way to the alternative hip-hop. To be mainly accepted worldwide and among heads, heads too, you know. And 
The heavily use of jazz samples on the whole album also was a landmark, uh, as Ish Butterfly said. He used all the records he had around him, and most of those, most of these were his dad's, which was a lot of jazz records. You know, that's what he was surrounded. You know, so for that, yes, a lot of rappers, producers like Pete Rock. Uh, um, large professor, large P, you know, they brought the, the jazz samples, but not to the extreme as that album. You know, they used it a little bit, but don't forget they had the New York sound and everything. Mm -hmm. But this was completely jazz. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It was it was all the way jazzed up. Sorry, you know, and they and what's more impactful, it's that they made the cut in Brian Coldsman's amazing book. Check the technique. You know that album. There's 36 albums that are dissected. You know, track by track. So they made the cut. You know, so for impact, I'll go with a four. Like one. Oh, okay, okay, that's fair. That's fair. So uh, what's uh, what's your total score, my brother? So for me, I came out with a 20 out of 25 with a solid 80%. Oh, we're we're uh, we're around the same numbers, my brother. I am down with a 21 on 25 for a grand total of 84%. Really close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. real close, real close. So we're on par. That's right, that's right, that's right. Even if you had two fives, <laughs> they were all well deserved. They were all well deserved. Thank you for watching. Remember this month we're giving away a limited edition Funko Pop Notorious B.I.G. figuring. All you have to do is subscribe to have a chance to win. Also check out our premium apparel store. We have original t-shirts and more coming on the way. You like cool artwork? Then check out 40 Years of Hip Hop displayed metallic posters. And our first for official collab with 1804 The Movement. That's why we rock in the fresh caps and beanies. You can find all these links in the description below. Subscribe, like, share, and comment. Peace and we out.